Hi, this is Paula. And I'm Joseph, and you're listening to Life Lived Better. Hey guys, welcome to this podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about forgiveness and kind of um, what that looks like. But first, let's do a quick check-in. Paula, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Things are going all right, just rolling right along. How about you? Everything's going good here. Just been a busy week with work and trying to kind of manage work, life, hashtag adulting. <laughs> exactly. That's part of the reason I absolutely love that you and I get together once a week. It's kind of slows things down and focuses me back on the important thing of, you know, taking care of all these things for myself that I need to take care of, like forgiveness. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And forgiveness is a tough one. There's so many different areas that, you know, we have to work on forgiving. It's a difficult thing to do, but it's part of life. And all of us probably have found ourselves in a situation where there's been something challenging that maybe we didn't want to forgive someone, or maybe we had trouble like forgiving ourselves about something that we have done, a choice that we've made or a situation that we've been in. I think it's a, uh, for me, it's an ongoing process with some people, you know, there are some people that I have forgiven and moved on and some that I still have to on a relatively regular basis, but you mentioned that self-forgiveness. And I think throughout my lifetime, forgiving myself has been the hardest of, of all the forgiveness that there is. And uh, I recall a time when I forgave myself in, in a really big way. Mm-hmm. And it was probably some of the hardest personal work that I've ever done ever. I, Cause I can certainly forgive other people much quicker than I was able, able to uh, work through forgiving myself. Right. Right. I would, I would agree with that because I think personal forgiveness is definitely something that I've struggled with as well. So I think we both are kind of aligned in that area. And I would imagine a lot of people do. I, I think sometimes people even forget to forgive themselves. You know, we talk about forgiveness a lot in counseling, um, but often I find that I have to remind people about themselves. In what way? Um, I, I have a lot of people that talk about, you know, Uh, just so readily talk about uh, all the people that they need to forgive, that they need to ask forgiveness of, you know, people that they Mm -hmm. need to go to and amend situations to be forgiven. Uh, But it doesn't often come up, you know, that, that they are on that list too. If I, if I want to, and many times clients will tell me, I want to ask my mom to forgive me because I put her through a lot, or I need to ask a husband or a sister or a brother, you know, friends from the past, people from the, from kindergarten, I want them to forgive me for something. Uh, But often when they have that list of the people that they are going to ask forgiveness from, they forget to include themselves in, you know, just having been human, you know, for, for doing the things that they're trying to ask other people to forgive them for. And uh, I think it's important that we've got to remember ourselves on those lists. And sometimes that will kind of prompt a lot of healing in my experience. That's such a good point that, you know, we're really quick to make lists of other people um, and not include ourselves. I know, you know, a lot of times working through like AA or NA, a lot of folks say that step A is one that is a big um, relapse for a lot of people because, you know, you've made your list of amends and then you have to start, you know, making those amends and apologizing for behaviors and things that you've done in the past. And, you know, those are never things that we're proud of or things that, you know, we look forward to apologizing or making amends for. So I will tell you, you know, in the years that I've worked with individuals, I can't think of um, 
really off the top of my head anyone that put themselves on that list and that's such a good point it, it is i i think that it can really relieve and release us from like perpetual sorry you know um I, i've met people i've struggled with it before that just for everything saying they're sorry almost like uh you know i'm sorry for for me i'm sorry that i exist and I think especially some of the clients we work with who have had addiction in their past, there's no doubt um, addiction hurts people. Right. And there is a lot of, uh, you know, making that right to do. But there has to come a point when we have changed our behavior and we're no longer doing the thing that has hurt people that we let ourselves off the hook for it, you know. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's, again, another really good point, because how often do you find people, you know, apologizing for behaviors that they continue to engage in and continue to, you know, go on that apology tour because they've, you know, affected someone once again with the same type of behavior. Like I've, I know that happens quite a bit with clients and that's something that, you know, we spend time talking about and, you know, kind of bringing attention to how do you, how do you change that? How do you get to a place where you're not only apologizing for what you've done, but actually taking the steps to stop doing that thing? I think that's probably the most important part. And if we're talking about, you know, a recovery program, whenever addiction is the, uh, the past issue and behaviors related to addiction, you know, part of recovery, most recovery programs talks about, you know, every day kind of going over in your mind how your day went. And if you hurt someone during that day, then immediately make that right. You know, the, the mm -hmm. next day you see the person, you make it right. You tell them I did this and I was wrong and I'm sorry and I won't do it anymore. So um, each day you begin your day kind of with that intention of today, I'm going to be the person that I want to be, you know, so you're living with intention. And I know for me, the more often I had to tell someone, you know, oops, I was wrong. I apologize that, you know, my bad, however I wanted to phrase it, the less I wanted to do that. It doesn't feel good to always have it, have to say, you know, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. So I started living much more intentionally and stop doing the things that I had to ask forgiveness for, which I think is part of the recipe for forgiveness is if I want to kind of live freer and not be burdened by all of those wrongs I've done to people, then I definitely, I have to change my behaviors I, and I can't expect people to forgive me or even tolerate me if I just continue doing over and over and over the thing that I came to apologize for to begin with. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a real issue and it's something that, you know, is, is definitely worth kind of diving into and, you know, working with clients and kind of looking at, you know, these behaviors, that's a big part of therapy is, you know, identifying what the behaviors are and then not only, you know, spending time talking about that behavior, but spending time talking about the solutions and, you know, what that looks like. Um, and then, how do you how do you begin to put that into action? And, you know, for me, this is something that we've talked about before. It's a lot easier to give this feedback to a client than it is to actually practice it personally. I mean, well, that's definitely nobody a struggle. said we had to practice it, did they? Did anyone <laughs> no. say we had to be healthy to do this job? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I no. So I think that's a really, a really valid point again. And I think, you know, this, for me, this episode will be something that will not only, 
you know, help in probably educating some other people, but also educating myself, because I know this is an area that I struggle in and just doing a little bit of research and kind of looking at, you know, the different, you know, if you type in forgiveness into Google, there are, you know, just endless amounts of different areas that people need to practice forgiveness. One of the things I came across was some steps to forgiveness. First step being to uncover your anger. So understanding that, you know, what it is exactly that you're angry about. Because when you're talking about forgiving someone else, then typically that's the case, right? You're upset or you're mad about, you know, something, some kind of behavior that's happened, you know, towards you or at you, correct? Correct, correct. I wonder what makes it so difficult to forgive. Um, what What is that? what is that thing that makes it is it pride i think it could be i mean i think a lot of times we operate from a place of pride and ego i know men specifically um it's something that is a struggle and something that is really gets in the way in our in our growth process when we operate from that place from that space mm-hmm. and i've also heard people talk about the fact that we kind of have to understand what forgiveness is in the first place that mm-hmm. that it isn't about letting somebody off the hook you know telling somebody what they did was okay you know you're oh it's no problem no big deal you're you know let's just act like it didn't happen that that isn't what really what forgiveness is people think that because you forgive someone that you have to forget the behavior or you have to, you know, just let them let it slide basically. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that's the case. I think I, you know, I talk a lot of times about, you know, forgiving is more about us than it is the other person. It's about relieving ourselves of some of the, you know, feelings and the emotions that kind of pent up, you know, energy behind it, those resentments, things like Mm -hmm. that. And it doesn't mean, yeah. And it doesn't mean that you forget because rarely do we forget bad things that happen to us. That's something that we tend to hold on to. So it yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to just let this person slide or that. But it, at the same time, it does mean that when you get to this place, to me, in my opinion, when I forgive someone and I start going back to that space of thinking about, you know, being angry again about it, trying to remind myself, you know what, I've, I've forgiven this person. I've, you know, moved on from this. And so something is triggering this, but I have to just keep going. I can't live in this space. Exactly. Cause it hurts you. It doesn't hurt them. I right. think that's the, that, and you know, I, I always think to myself, if there's something that I'm unwilling to do, if I'm unwilling to forgive you or ask for your forgiveness, then I'm, maybe I'm getting something. Maybe I, there's a payoff to me hanging on to it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there, maybe that that pain I feel because you hurt me or the anger that I feel, maybe there's a, maybe it's kind of like uh, fueling something for me. I'm getting something out of it. If I want to keep hanging on to it, especially if it's something that hurts, you know, if I could forgive and be relieved of that hurt, what's the reason I want to keep hurting? And I think, you know, working on understanding again, kind of what forgiveness looks like, making a decision to actually forgive. And then again, like I mentioned earlier, how do you implement that? How do you move forward? So, you know, do you have a conversation with the person? Do you, you know, write them a letter? Do you, you know, what does that look like? A phone call? You know, maybe it depends on what the issue is. I don't know how big of a deal it is. What, what's your opinion on that? Well, I think it depends on who the person is, what kind of relationship you want to have with them. There, there are people that we need to 
forgive or ask forgiveness of that we don't need to be in contact with anymore, or maybe they're not even around anymore. So for me, I first have to decide, or I kind of have to do my own personal work, you know, I have to address my pain, kind of what's, what's kind of caused it, what's the reason, what, what do I want, what do I, am I wanting a relationship, am I wanting to fix a relationship, mm-hmm. will I even continue uh, being involved, I know I've had to forgive people that I have nothing to do with anymore and don't want anything to do with anymore, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've had people in my life that have hurt me dearly. And I have, I don't want to say I have no use for them. That sounds kind of, um, uh, that sounds rude and all, but I just don't want them to be a part of my life anymore. Don't need them to be, but I've had to forgive them because I didn't want them on my mind all the time. And when Mm -hmm. I'm, when I'm upset with somebody, I think about them way too often. And, um, that's kind of one of my little litmus tests on knowing whether I've kind of worked through something or not is how often I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking if I ever ran into this person or these people, I would be fine. You know, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a lot of, Hey, happy to see you. Haven't seen you in so long. Come on and hug me. But uh-huh. I also wouldn't be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that this person's here. There would just not be any energy around it because mm-hmm. I've worked through the pain and I've forgiven them. I've forgiven myself for even being in the situation to have a, you know, to have been hurt. And it just kind of, they are, it just kind of is that it, it is what it is now. Yeah. One of the things when I was looking up um, different things on forgiveness, one of the things said um, release, releasing yourself from emotional prison, which I thought was interesting. So I like that. Yeah. And that's, you know, to me, that's very true because we spend a lot of time in our head thinking about, you know, the issue, thinking about what we're angry about and, you know, all the emotions that come along with that. One thing that I've always kind of um, looked at is I always think like if I still have the emotion, like the tears and the crying that comes up around issues, then that to me has always been a sign that I'm not done with this, right? I've still got work to do around it. So I think it's the same thing with anger. If I'm holding on to some anger and I feel myself kind of like feeling that, you know, that little knot in the pit of your stomach that you feel when you get angry, or at least I do. Mm -hmm. Um, I always think of like that, that thing kind of moving up, up my chest and up my esophagus and I can't let it get out my mouth. Right. I can't let it get out of my mouth. And um, that's that, you know, being an anger management, that's something that, you know, I really encourage clients to do. Like all of us have something that we feel when we get angry right? And so if something is triggering that feeling in you, it's something that you should pay attention to and, you know, try to figure out where is this coming from? Is it coming from an issue or resentment or something that's kind of built up that, you know, maybe forgiveness is an appropriate approach and looking at, you know, where, where is this coming from? If you've forgiven someone and you find yourself in that situation again, you know, again, reminding yourself like this is, this is done this is something that I have, you know, done my best to work through and I've got to just kind of move on to the next thing, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good point of it kind of reminding yourself that you've worked, you're done with it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's important because we can, I think it's easy to kind of fall back to grab onto some older things. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves we're, we're finished with this. There's, mm-hmm. 
there's nothing, uh, nothing, you know, there's no more involvement. Oh, re- I have to remind myself. Oh, remember, I forgave them for that. Yeah. You know, that's, I, I know in, uh, you know, in relationships and uh, with, especially like um, with couples, you know, with romantic relationships, when we talk about like fair fighting and that it's not okay to bring up stuff from the past. I think it's similar to that, you know, if mm-hmm. we're in a relationship with someone we and we have forgiven them for something, then we don't bring it up, right. you know, again, and we have to remind ourselves, no, that's, we've worked through that. That's, that's past. That's not for today. That's not something that we get to grab hold of again when we're needing it. It's so hard. That's so hard to do. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I don't know about you, but when things are going on and anytime, you know, there's a feeling of being, I hate to use the word attacked, but you know, when there's some kind of conflict happening, your instinct is to grab a hold of anything that you can to, you know, try to redirect that conversation or get to a different topic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these are the kind of issues that come up, things that you've already discussed, things that you've already worked through, but it's still kind of lingering. Absolutely. It's kind of like your armor. It protects you somehow to to grab hold of that and to especially if if you're being uh, attacked that mm-hmm. you that you then have something to stab back with you know it's uh and and you know i've learned that if we both keep stabbing <laughs> you know <laughs> we're not ever gonna get to a place that is gonna make things better and if, if we decide that the people that were the the people, the person that we're needing to forgive is somebody we want in our life, then, you know, we, somebody's going to have to put down the sword at some point. Right. Yep. Absolutely. One of the things that I uh, also saw was, you know, admitting that we've messed up. And I think that probably goes back to that pride and ego, but actually owning, you know, what our piece is and kind of, you know, learning to feel the guilt, feel the shame, whatever it is, the feeling that comes across or comes with that. And, you know, learning to be okay with it, you know, learning to be able to sit in it. I I agree with that. And, and I wonder, like, I don't know if you do or not, like, um, if if people have a uh, problem doing one or the other more, like, is it harder to forgive another person? Or is it harder to ask for forgiveness? I wonder if that's a struggle, because I will apologize pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if there's people, if there are people out there that I owe an apology to, you must not be the one that I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I usually am pretty quick to apologize. But forgiving other people now that's a bigger struggle I, I mm-hmm. hold on to that um, you know uh, but going to a person to apologize is sometimes the harder struggle uh, yeah. for some people and I just wonder what that what's going on there yeah I agree it's it's definitely I think both of those are, are hard but I think the easier of the two is definitely forgiving or not necessarily forgiving but apologizing to other people and you know, I think there's probably a difference between apologizing and forgiving, you know, apologizing may be, might be owning your behavior, but forgiving to me is a little bit deeper than that. It's, you know, actually moving in a direction of kind of recognizing things, um, 
again, admitting what your faults are, um, not hyper-focusing on, you know, the situation, but actually like taking a step back and looking at, you know, what, what is, what is the growth opportunity? That's something I say a lot, like, what can I take away from this? And is it my job to be the one to own it? Or do I plant my feet and say, you know what, this was something that you did. And this is something that you owe me an apology for, you know, and that's, that's what I need from you right now. That's a difficult conversation to have. It is. It really is. It makes us vulnerable. I mm-hmm. think and vulnerability, something we guard against so much of it. It's, you know, like that we talked about earlier about that, that how hard it is to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about, you know, allow, you know, letting other people off the hook for doing things that we won't let ourselves off the hook for, you know, mm-hmm. like if we've, we've, we've done something and we've already maybe apologized to that person, then um, maybe we need to apologize to ourselves. I mean, we need to look at ourselves to honor ourselves, to treat ourselves the way we would other people, you know, that, that we are flawed and that that's how everyone is. And maybe we have, you know, kind of broken one of our rules or we've done something against our values or our standards or the way that we wished that we would do it, Mm -hmm. but that we have to let ourselves be free of some of that. If we truly, truly are apologetic and we truly are working toward being different. Uh, If we keep hanging on to that Mm self-punishment, you know, just of that constant beating myself up for a, a, you know, something I've done because I'm human, because I'm human, uh, we're not going to, it's, I I think it almost feels like it, you're not totally, it's not a totally clean uh, forgiveness ask, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And I think, you know, again, when it comes back to, I think there's a difference between, you know, being able to recognize, again, our faults. And I think, you know, that's something somebody said to me once, it might have been my sister that, you know, if we could, if we can do something for someone, for someone else, then we have to believe that that's something that they can do for us. Because if we're able to do it, then other people are able to do it. We're not special in that way. (laughs) Right? Great point that what is we do we really that that's so that, that's kind of um, egotistical too to think well mm-hmm. I can I can but I mean we don't whenever it comes to forgiveness and pain I don't think we see it that way but that kind of is the thing like well I can forgive you but you know um, you you I can't do this you know you're not going to be capable of doing this that is very that is pretty judgmental I that's a great point I really like that I think another important thing for me to do is uh, in order to forgive someone is to be empathetic, like to put myself in that person's shoes. Mm, You know, if I were them and I had their past experiences and I had these things happen, I would probably act like that too. I would probably have done that too. Or if I can't imagine um, apologizing to them, maybe ask myself, like, what would it feel like for that to have been done to me? Mm-hmm. You know, like if I need to make, if I need to apologize, then put myself in the, in the role of the uh, offended, you know, like I did something to somebody, what would it feel like if somebody did that to me? Yeah. And I think to me, that is one of those things that as a therapist, 
we tend to make allowances based on people's histories and based on, you know, what their personal experiences are. And I don't know always that that happens in our personal relationships, like, you know, or even relationships or situations outside of, you know, our, our closed offices with clients. Like, you know, it's easy for me to see to play the devil's advocate with a client and say, you know, well, maybe it was coming from this, or maybe, you know, this was the intention. But when it comes to my own stuff and I'm dealing with, you know, the feeling of anger or the feeling of hurt, then I'm not always able to step out of that and look at, you know, where could this person be coming from? You know, what could their intention be? I always think about this dialogue in my head where I run through, you know, who is this person? You know, if somebody says something that hurts my feelings, my first thought is, who is this person? Does this person care about me or love me? If that's the case, they're probably, their intention is probably not to hurt my feelings here. So how can I see this differently? What, what does that look like? And sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's definitely something that, you know, when we talk about taking a pause, which is something that's really useful in a lot of situations, Sometimes just running through that little dialogue is enough to, you know, shift the perspective or to be able to see it differently in a different light. I like that because there are times I wonder if people even know that they've hurt me. Mm-hmm. If I feel offended, you know, if I feel like you, you've done something, I want you to ask me to forgive you, you know, well, you may not even know that you did it. You know, True. it may be bothering me. I know uh, with my husband, sometimes I hear him say things and I go, did you just know that you said, or did you know that you interrupted me or, and he'll go, oh, I didn't even notice so-and-so, you know, like mm-hmm. there are times that people don't even realize I, I got angry with somebody in the, in the store the other day um, because they went in front of me to customer service. I was, and I knew normally just let things roll off. I mean, just like no big deal. I I really am like a no big deal. I'm not in a hurry, you know, kind of person about Mm -hmm. most things. And that day, for some reason I wasn't. And I stood there for minutes while she interacted with the lady at customer service, trying to decide if I was going to bring this to her attention or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I decided it was my day to uh, dole out lessons. So I just said to her, um, excuse me, did you not see me standing here? And she was like, oh, well, and she said, blah, 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 blah. See, I don't even remember what she said, but then I felt bad for doing it. And I wanted to apologize for confronting her. <laughs> so she did. Of course she did. The good old, cold, the good old codependent. In you. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry that I got mad at you for offending me. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that brings up a good point. Like, how do you, how do you decide to forgive or how do you forgive a stranger or you know someone that cuts you off and on the highway or you know something that again someone's not even aware that they've done like hi first you have to draw to their attention right which that in itself is awkward um and then like to me having that kind of ties into like self-esteem and self-worth like do I even have the the right to point this out or do I have the you know is it okay for me to stand up for myself in this area like that's kind of where I go and if so like how do I have that conversation and how uncomfortable is this going to be and is it worth like you know is it worth all of that in order to get to a place where I may or may not you know apologize or get an apology depending on the situation 
Mm -hmm. I think uh, especially with strangers, I have gotten to the point where I practice a lot of, I try to be conscious um, a lot of the time, but recognize that a lot of people kind of live in, on autopilot and many people, especially just like driving, you know, when, when we're driving and people cut you off or they speed past or don't get out of that lane and you want in that lane. Or I think I remind myself, most people are, they're not even aware of mm -hmm. what they're doing. They're driving somewhere and their only goal, their goal is to get to where they're going. They aren't thinking about me most of the time, mm -hmm. you know, or about who's on this side of them or that side of them. The other thing is, usually if I get angry with a stranger, I've, I've made up a story in my mind about them. That's not <laughs> right. even true. So for me to kind of pump the brakes a little bit, like uh, test what I'm thinking against reality. Like, how do I know that that's true? How mm -hmm. do I know that they did that on purpose? How do I know that they offend, they tried to offend me? How do I know that they knew that I was going to exit there? So they cut me off just to piss me off. How right. do I know that? Right. You know, I can get off and let that speeding train just go straight down the track. Or I can just say, you what something you said that jumped out at me is, is it even worth it? Mm -hmm. Most of the time it's not. I, I want to have a peaceful day. I'm going to get to where I'm going. They're going to get to where they're going. They live with themselves. I don't have to, I don't need to uh, bring everything to everyone's attention. I'm not the people police, you right. know? Right. And I think that's, you know, that's one of those things where you have to assess and it's not only with strangers but also in our personal lives like is this something that's a big enough deal that I want to push for the apology or give the apology you know one of the things that I kept seeing come up over and over in, in my research was being patient like being patient with yourself and also being patient with other people which I don't know about you but that's something that I really struggle with yeah. like patience is something that is very very difficult for me um, so in, in any area where, where it involves me being patient or waiting, that's going to be a challenge automatically. A hundred percent. I have to suck my words back into my mouth a lot of times because I am so impatient. I want to interrupt people frequently. <laughs> so waiting is so important to me what one of the tools I saw is kind of as you work through the forgiveness trying to decide how to forgive what to forgive when to forgive if it's even worth it is maybe writing some stuff down yeah you know and you can write it down and that's something that I've I've you know in 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 the field we're in there's a lot of chaos often you know people come to us with a lot of right now problems going on and so mm -hmm. i can i can really feed into that chaos and thank goodness through my work in drug and alcohol treatment i've learned that there are very few emergencies and right. that it's okay <laughs> to wait till tomorrow mm -hmm. you know so maybe taking a little bit of time to write some stuff down to mill it over to kind of reflect on it like the day that the girl walked in front of me in customer service, that was such an impulsive thing for me mm -hmm. to react within minutes, you know, like that. That's very unlike me. That's why it stood out in my mind. Uh, if I've got somebody that I have an issue with, they have an issue with me, or we need to discuss something because they owe me or I owe them an apology, then I can wait until the heat of the moment has passed and that it's a more calm 
mm-hmm. kind of situation. And um, I don't have to have it right then. I don't even have to ask for it right then. I don't even have to bring it to their attention right then. Right. And I think it's important not to. I mean, in the in the heat of the moment, I think, you know, oftentimes we're we're sending information, we're not receiving information. So you could get an apology and not even recognize it, not even hear it, not even process it, because you're you're just not in a place where you're you're receiving information. I so. completely agree. And also people say things with tones when, when we're angry, we, we say things with attitude and with tones that, you know, later on we'll deny and say, you know, I didn't, I said that as nice as I possibly could, (laughs) but in reality, that was not the case. You know, in reality, you had, you know, your arms crossed and you had a crappy attitude and, you know, you maybe mentioned five or six things that you you didn't like, but it wasn't clean. It wasn't clear. And so that's, to me, that's, that is what happens when you try to get some kind of resolve when both people are angry. It just doesn't work out. I totally agree with that. Well, what about that hard one? I mean, we've talked about a couple of hard ones. We talked about one of the hard ones being uh, forgiving yourself, but what about that forgiving a person or asking for forgiveness from a person who's no longer here? That is a difficult one. And I think um, it goes back to probably one of the best things you can do is try like writing a letter. I know in treatment, that's something that we have clients do. We'll have them, you know, if if somebody has passed, they need to make amends to, or even if they're just saying goodbye to their old way of living, we'll have them write a note and maybe have them tie it to a balloon and let it go or, you know, light a fire and burn them. Um, lots of ways to kind of symbolize that, you know, we're moving on from this, we're, we're letting it go. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that we realize a person doesn't have to say it. They don't even have to be present for us to, to let, let go of something from the past. Yeah. And again, I mean, that comes back to, we're doing it more for us than for that person. No forgiveness is about us letting go of the anger. It's about us letting go of the, or allowing ourselves out of that emotional prison. You know, it's, it's about us just trying to move forward in our lives. Exactly. It's about the release of the feeling, not necessarily the acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of it being that way. And uh, that, I think that can happen, you know, in, at a special place, you know, that, that you remember for the, for, for the two of you, or Mm -hmm. you can just do it right in your, the chair that you're sitting. I I don't think anything, I don't think it has to be, you don't always have to have that person there for the opportunity. You don't always have to set the stage for complete, completely like you wanted it to be in your mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how, how often does it happen? Like we plan, right? It's, it's rare, you know, we have an idea of how something's going to go, but it, you know, it doesn't go that way. But as long as the outcome is the same, then why does it matter? You know, as long as we arrive at the same place, I think, you know, one of the other things to consider is just like complicated forgiveness, like complicated grief, there are other factors that kind of play in. So when I think of complicated forgiveness, I think of like, you know, a husband and wife, and maybe one of them has cheated on the other. You know, so you have a situation where it's not only about forgiveness and acknowledgement, but it's also about trust and that kind of violation that happens. And so, you know, kind of prioritizing what comes first, do I work on forgiveness or do I work on, you know, specifically identifying like how this has impacted me, like where, where do I go, 
you know, I, to me, forgiveness ultimately is at, I, I want to say at the end of the process, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I feel like, how do you move forward in the process without forgiveness? Yeah, because there are some apologies you're never going to get, even if you are owed them. Mm-hmm. I mean, and also, it's... yeah, also like sometimes we get the apology and we, we don't want to accept it. We don't want it. You know, I think of like Wonder Woman, like <laughs> the risk coming up, you know, re- def- deflecting and, you know, somebody tries to give us that and we, you know, it's, it's the same thing with the making amends as part of the program. Like, you know, sometimes you can make amends, but somebody's not going to receive it. Does that mean it, you know, cancels it out? No, it just means that you're not going to get what you want in that moment. You're not going to get that response that you're ultimately looking for. It's something that, you know, you have to be prepared for going in that even though I'm going to do this, I can't have that expectation of what the outcome is going to be. You know, it goes back to what I always say, resentments or expectations lead to resentments. You know, I totally agree because we all, um, I I know I, I like to kind of plan the whole thing out of how it's going to go, you know, and, and, and in counseling, sometimes we'll even role play, you know, but it's important when I'm working with a client that I remind them we can role play and we can have all our ducks in a row, but it may go very differently. And it Mm -hmm. often does go very differently. Mm -hmm. It, uh, I usually ask clients like, what's the best case scenario? What outcome would be like the best possible that you think it could be? And then what's the worst case scenario and kind of talk those out a little bit. Cause I think those are the things we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it goes in the middle, you know, some, it happens kind of somewhere in the middle. We often won't get the best case scenario, but we also often are not going to get the worst case scenario. We think. Yeah. Yeah. You said something earlier that kind of stood out to me too, as far as like planning. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, one of my favorite groups to do to- topics to do in group um, is communication and how to effectively communicate. And that's one of the things that comes up a lot is that you have to actually take the time to think about the conversation and think about, you know, what do you want to accomplish? Think about, you know, different questions that maybe you have. So if it's something that is going to, you know, be important, then you take the time to plan it. You take the time to think about it. You don't, you don't just walk into it winging it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. because it's, you know, it's kind of like, I always think of like the doctor's office. We go to the doctor's office with questions. The doctor comes in so quickly and is out so mm-hmm. quickly that we forget all of our questions and we leave there not getting anything answered. So walk in with a, you know, a piece of paper that you've written down some talking points, you know, take a minute to plan it out so that you can, you know, try to work closer to that best possible outcome or that best possible scenario than the worst case scenario. I love that. I, I really love that. I, I just think it's many times, I mean, life isn't going to go how we kind of predict that it will. And, and neither is that conversation. We don't know what that other person would have said, could have said, we can imagine. But, you know, if we're not going to get what we want from that situation, does that mean then we're trapped? Are we trapped then in never being able to work through it? And if we are, then maybe that's, we're getting, we're getting something out of hanging on to it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And sometimes people thrive on holding on to that stuff so that they can, 
use it as ammunition down the road. You know, mm -hmm. they can use it to try to deflect when something's being directed at them. So, you know, that's a, that's a really, really good point. Well, I think that is an excellent topic that you yeah. brought up. I think that's really good. And I think there's, there's so many things we brought up that we could even like bounce off of and go in, in, in many other directions with a topic like this. I agree. I agree. And I think this, I think, again, it's something that everybody struggles with. So it's information that, you know, really is useful to everyone. And I would love, you know, feedback from anyone that is struggling with a forgiveness situation or struggling with, you know, asking for forgiveness or giving forgiveness to someone. So if anybody listening has an issue or has a, you know, a specific situation, I would love to hear about that and give us the opportunity to maybe address it. How would they get in touch with us if you wanted that feedback? At info at lifeliftbetter.net, or you can go directly to our website. There's a contact form. You can complete that, and it will send it directly to us as well. I would love to hear from them, and we'll even talk about that in future episodes. If someone, when someone does reach out to us, we, we will often share it on here. Thank you for listening to Life Lift Better with Paula and Joseph. 